0: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer Brought to you by Digitex Where oil country shops for printers and office equipment Service is their business On Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
1: All Rick in for Stauffer. this is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and providing true Alberta service. You can email us, Oilers Now, at 630Ched.com. Presented by Holmes, by Abby, text us 630-630. Follow us on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Uh, we'll bring aboard Bob Stoffer here shortly. I just wanted to get to a couple quick text messages because... Uh, a lot of people are chiming in after uh, we just had Craig Simpson on talking about Taylor Hall at the end of that conversation and if he should be on Team Canada. Uh, I mentioned that if I was making the team, he would be on my roster. I mentioned some players that I would have come out. And uh, this texter said, So you'll look at the Worlds for a reference, but not the Olympics. Why? Because Hall played in it? Well, the Olympics was, uh, I guess, over two years ago now. Um, you look at what Taylor Hall just recently did, and uh, at the Worlds, where he had seven goals and 12 points in 10 games. And that's why I'm sort of throwing that into consideration. You can't really judge Hall because he wasn't on the Olympic team. You can judge some of the players that were on that Olympic team. You look at Chris Kunitz. He had one goal in six games for Team Canada. Rick Nash, just one assist for Team Canada at the Olympics. So there's a lot of ways to look at this. We have no idea what's going to go into the decision when it comes to Team Canada. Do they pick players because they won with those players in the past? Do they look at this season as a, a big reason as to who they have on the team? I'm just saying Taylor Hall will be on my team. It will be interesting to see uh, if he's on Hockey Canada's roster. I think it's safe to say he won't be on the 16 initial players, but if he makes it in the long run. Let's uh, bring aboard Bob Stoffer to hit on that right now and uh, Connor McDavid last night. Uh, Bob, quickly... You made it to Philadelphia, friend, finally.
0: Oh, yeah, we're still having some problems here. Everything got knocked and killed, but that <laughs> comes with the territory, right? So it's kind of a unique exchange. Uh, Calgary, where were they? They were in Boston last night, so they stayed. And uh, and then we ended up with Calgary's rooms because they were coming in our hotel uh, that we were at in Buffalo, which is adjacent to the rink. It's all part of a sort of revitalization of downtown Buffalo and then, uh, as we were about to take off this morning, Calgary was landing in Buffalo. They had, uh, like ice storms and it, they, you couldn't fly out of Buffalo last night. So we got into Philly today, which meant the team did not practice today. Uh, it was a complete cluster. And, uh, and then to, to further top things off, they're remodeling the hotel, uh, two hotels in downtown Philly, both of which our organization uses. So, it's, uh, there's, there's lots going on, but, uh, anyhow, bottom line is they found a way to get a win. Uh, last night it wasn't pretty and we have the, the world cup stuff coming up And there i'm going to tell you right now i'd be stunned if taylor hall is on the original 60 man uh, team canada roster uh you know his splits it kind of speaks for itself at first 32 games this year he had 35 points and he's plus 13 and in his last 33 games uh you know what has he got 19 points and i think he's minus 15 so I I can't see Taylor, you know, being one of the, you know, wingers that's on right away. But I'm like you; I do think Taylor will eventually be on the team.
1: Yeah, and Dave and me were talking prior to the break here, Bob. And Dave made an interesting point that maybe Taylor Hall's worn out. Like you look at, we can make the same argument about Leon Dreisaitl. Those two guys were carrying the team on their back for the first half of the season. So it, it. I, I get Hall has struggled a bit here, but all good players go through struggles. You look at Sidney Crosby the first half of the season, it, it happens. Overall, you look at the big picture, I think Hall deserves to be on the team.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question that Taylor has struggled a bit. And, uh, you know, it's a given. And Leon, Leon, last night for the first half of that game, looked like he was uh, skating in cement. He, he admitted uh, he's going to be on the world team. they announced the world team yet?
1: Uh, I don't think so, no.
0: Or, sorry, not the World? Yeah, yeah, the World team. Uh, have they announced that team yet?
1: Uh, let's see. I haven't seen anything yet, no.
0: Uh, yeah, I fully expect Dreisaitl and Secker to be on that World team uh, just because they don't have the same. Uh, but it was interesting. Mir- Miroslav Shaitan was uh, in the building last night, uh, part of one of the worst trades the owners ever made. I uh, want say they made a lot of great moves. But the uh, Barry Barrymore uh, acquisition, I can't even remember the other, Craig Millar. Uh, those are the two players I got from Miro Shaitan, who played about 750 more games in the NHL after he got traded from Edmonton. He's involved with Team Europe, Ralph Kruger as a coach, and Dry Settle and, and Zechra are going to be on that team. Zechra is a Slovak, and Leon, of course, is German, but for the first half of last night's game, Leon was struggling. I thought Taylor Hall had a really good second period, created some opportunities, but Leon's having problems finding the puck right now. And, and then as the game wore on, he made a couple of really nice plays to I mean the over the play in overtime where he slid across to Jordan Everly. Uh that's gotta be buried, you know. And it didn't get buried. Um, but nonetheless, I mean they got one guy going that's electrifying to watch every second that he's out on the ice. I know we're gonna hit on him too, but they need they need some secondary scoring coming. And right now they haven't had a lot of it of late from Dry Settle and uh and Taylor Hall.
1: Well, Bob, I'm getting blasted for my apparent love for uh Taylor Hall. Uh someone said Warren Out, that's funny, and then uh this one says, "Brendan, your love again with Taylor Hall is way too public. In case you forgot, the best of the best were in the NHL playoffs—something Taylor would be totally inept to participate in. Your assessment of true talent is somewhat humorous at best."
0: So, well, it's not like you said that uh, Joe Pavelski is the best American player in the league when uh, Patrick oh. Kane's twenty points it's... up on anybody else in the scoring race. But I digress.
1: Anyways, let's move on from the Taylor Hall thing. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. It's not up to us. If it was up to us. He'd be on the team. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Connor McDavid last night, Bob. What a show he put on! No,
0: no, no. Wait a sec. Wait, 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 wait wait a... wait, wait. a sec here. Rule number one, and this is how people. When when teams win, every player seems better. And when teams fail, and when they lose, every player seems worse. That's how it works. It's as simple as that. You know. You have and and all you need to do is take a look at how. Uh, the perception of the public is on the role players for the Oilers 80 players the players in the 1980s that played in Edmonton okay like those guys were important but Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier were the team's first two centers from 1984 to 1988 when they won the four Stanley Cups in the five years they had two of the three best players over about a 20 year span during that five year period okay because Messier played a long time it can't be denied you know, he's the only man ever to captain two different teams to a Stanley Cup championship. MVP, is the second major professional athlete um, uh, next to Moses Malone to win an MVP award for two different franchises. Okay? So, you know, and he was their second best center because Gretzky was their best center. And when you have talent like that in one spot, it makes everybody else better. So we look back at the guys in the 1980s and we think fondly, of the Pat Hughes and the Dave Hunters and the Fighters, the Marty McSorleys, and even a guy like Kelly Buckberger, who didn't really even play. I mean, he got into a game in 87 in the Stanley Cup final, but he didn't play a lot uh, until the early 1990s. But we look fondly back at those guys and say, man, they oh, they had great character and they had toughness. Well, the top end of their lineup had two of the best three players in the entire league, right? Not to mention four other Hall of Famers. You know, Curry, Anderson, uh, Coffee, Pure. You know, like, so when you have that, all the other support guys look better because they had a juggernaut. But when you have a team that you don't, okay, so here you have a scenario where they've got one of those generational players, Connor McDavid, okay? And when they get McDavid, Settle and Nugent Hopkins healthy, maybe the team takes off. Of course, they're going to have to improve the defense. We all know that. We all get that. I mean, Clefbaum isn't for most people out there a top three NHL defenseman, and the Edmonton Oilers have won 11 of 35 games. since
1: He's gone out of the
0: lineup. You know, like they they won more games in fewer amount of games with him in than they have won since he's gone out. Figure it out. So, I always get a chuckle here. Like fans want to sit there and crap on Hall, or and hey, you could pick on Everly last night. He blew a a backtrack on a play and. The uh, the Sabres got their lone goal. It's totally his guy. It, he had a couple opportunities to finish the game. He didn't finish it. But when you win, everybody looks better than they are. And when you lose, everybody uh, looks worse than they are. You know, when you lose, the managers are dumber. The uh, the trainers aren't as good. The broadcasters suck. And when you win, everybody, you know, there's appreciation threads for various different people uh, throughout organizations. That's how it works. That's, it, it comes down to this. There's winning. And then there's misery. That's the nature of professional sport. But what ends up happening when people – so Chris Kunitz plays in Pittsburgh on a line with Sidney Crosby, and he looks like, you know, he, he well, he's an Olympic-caliber player. If Chris Kunitz was playing at Edmonton on the second line, would he be an Olympic-caliber player? Taylor Hall uh, – you know, Jordan Everly has led this team in scoring three of the last five years, but Taylor Hall's been the primary driver of this team. I think Jason Greger tweeted out a stat last night involving – points since uh, the start of the 12-13 season for 60 minutes played and Hall was right there with Stamkos. People go really? Right? Because you, you think well geez, Stamkos has scored 60 goals in a season before but it puts things in perspective. Winning organizations everybody looks better losing organizations everybody look, looks worse and it's on the Oilers to build the right structure around some of these top end players and, and then you know what? Then we'll look at the support guys differently. We'll look at the support tough guys as an example, and go, wow, geez, they added some muscle, just like when they had Samayo and when they had, you know, when they had McClellan, How important was he? Well, he was important, but they don't win if they don't have Messier and they don't have uh, Gretzky down the middle.
1: Well, Bob, speaking of looking good, Connor McDavid looked pretty good yeah. last night. What do you think about him rising up in these? Uh, well, yeah, you look at the the three big games that he's uh, been back. Since injury, uh, the injury the game back from injury number one, the game against Toronto number two and uh, last night against Eichel, the three sort of uh you know games where the spotlight was on him the most and he's he's shone the brightest I guess
0: no, there's no question, but in each situation, I mean he played teams that are bottom five NHL teams bad defenses that he was able to go at right so he I thought he had more space last night during the quarterback game uh, than any other game this year. There was Buffalo did not cut the ice. Uh, you take a look at the games against Anaheim and LA, and they got I mean, they they both have good defenses, they both have a puck fifty five percent of the game, fifty five to sixty percent of the game. That makes the the opportunities more limited for Connor McDavid. Uh, you know, they they did a better job in Gap. You take a look at last night, and he had chances to be galloping in stretches. Now Rob Brown made a great point last night after the game as so well. I don't know if people heard it, but Dan Bilesman may have cost us. Team the game, and there, are, he, Brown's not the only one to think this. Um, none of the Buffalo writers mentioned it, but you know he 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 took a timeout as the Oilers' power play was coming to an end there, in overtime, and they they set something up. But what he also did is instead of having Settle and Yakupov on the ice, he allowed McDavid to get rested, and McDavid ended up back on the ice, and he bought McDavid the time needed to recuperate after being on the ice for that power play and then he ended up scoring the goal four-on-four. Four. So the coach has to accept some responsibility to, uh, uh, as well. But make no mistake, Brendan, the, you know, last night we saw Connor McDavid deliver, and he's got to have all fans excited because he is a truly special player.
1: Well, on the other end of uh, the situation, what did you think of Jack Eichel?
0: Be- Second-best player on the ice. Yeah. He was a threat every time he was on the ice in Buffalo.
1: Do you think, uh, well, I think Rob Brown also said after the game that he felt that maybe he was trying too hard to match McDavid. Did you see that at all?
0: Uh, I think he's, I think Jack Eichel, watching Jack Eichel here, you know, when I was when we were in Buffalo, we came down to the combine and you, you watch, like, he was the guy, and he was the American guy, and he is going to be, in three to four years, likely the best American player in the league, but there is you watch Jack and hey, he got picked second and the guy that ahead of him, he's, and he's a competitive guy. Uh, did he try to force things a little bit? Maybe, but he's a heck of a player and he is going to have nights nice when those two match up again in the future where he might best Connor McDavid. But I'm going to take the seven times out of ten McDavid's going to win that matchup. Did he try to do too much last night? That's what, that's what great players do is they, they try to elevate and sometimes it doesn't always happen for them.
1: Party and uh, Cracknell no Bob making their debuts last night. Uh, I know you interviewed uh, Party after the game. I thought you made a really good point. And uh, I pulled up his uh, his ice time the last four games. I think it was like 11, 7, 12, and 13 or something like that. And then he goes to play 20 minutes last night. Must be tough uh, overall, though. I, I felt he did a good job. Where do you uh, come out on uh, his performance?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, you know, I get why they sent Osterley down, but Osterley was playing 19 minutes a game for three games, and they had dropped uh, Clendenning down to about 13-14. So I knew that Party was going to play significant minutes. It did force, um, you know, it did force uh, Brandon Davidson over the right side. Uh, Party's played a little bit on the right side as well. Uh, frankly, I-, I like Cracknell's game more than Lander. To me, Cracknell plays a harder, firmer game. Party was fine. Um, he's probably a seven, uh, you know, a decent seven at this stage in his career. I think that you know, depending on how it goes here, yeah, if you could get that guy at eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars as a depth defenseman to round out a D and allow you to allow some guys to uh, uh, incubate longer in the minors, uh, perk whatever term you want to use, uh, I, I would probably be open to doing that because to me, he looks like a guy that can come in. And those two guys are going to have less long-term effect to the orders than the guy that's going to come in tomorrow. That's going to be Patrick Maroon. Uh, Maroon is going to play. And for me, the only question is how long before he ends up on the line with McDavid and Jordan Everlay because, and the Yakupov supporters are gonna not going to like this, but uh, I don't think Nail had any rhythm whatsoever playing with McDavid and Eberle. I don't think, put it this way. I don't think that Everlay and Yakupov can play on the same line together. I just don't. So, I wonder whether or not, you know, we might see Maroon fairly quickly up on that line tomorrow. Of course, it's not for getting drafted by the Flyers as well.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point, Bob. Just quickly on the Yakupov thing because uh, there was a texter saying that uh, if Yakupov had pulled the brain crap that uh, Eberle did last night, then you guys would be crapping all over him just saying. I think Yakupov needs to at least get another game. I don't think he was great last night. I agree with what you said. Maybe not a lot of rhythm with Eberle, but It's one game. I think it's hard to judge him on a limited sample size with McDavid. Like it's tough to play with Crosby because he's so good. It must be tough to just jump right in and be expected to dominate with McDavid.
0: Well, Hall and Everly seem to be able to play with Crosby at the Worlds. And uh, in Yakupov, here's the difference between Yakupov and Everly. Jordan Everly has led this team in scoring three of the last five years. El Yakupov scored five goals in the final two games of the 12-13 season. Ended up leading the team in goal scoring with 17. But since then, he hasn't produced anywhere near on the level of Everly. Now, Everly has played with better players. That Everly, in fairness to him, has produced. And he made he made a bad defensive play. And he, but neither guy wants to finish a check, and that makes it very difficult Mm -hmm. to sustain or knock guys sustain a cycle or knock guys off the puck in the offensive zone. Which is why I think they like I think Yakupov. You know, when Nugent Hopkins comes back, play Yakupov with Nugent Hopkins and, you know, find a left winger to play on that line and make Yakupov the the shooter with a good player. And and let's see what he can do there. But, uh, hey, I'm not the coach. We'll see how long it lasts tomorrow. But it wouldn't surprise me at some point if Maroon gets a look in the top six.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't think you should get it automatically coming over to a new team. Uh, We saw with Cassian, he worked his way up. Uh, Even McClellan did say earlier in the year that Yakupov needs to earn. That shot with McDavid, so I would expect that Maroon has to earn it as well.
0: Well, uh, it's not like Yakupov earned it. What happened? is <laughs> no, okay. got hurt.
1: that's true. It's for a different situation that. now. Yeah, that's fair.
0: All right, Bob. He got uh, one goal in six. Well, one goal in sixteen games, Brennan.
1: Fair, fair point. I'm not. Hey, I'm just uh, making a case for Yakupov here. I'm not saying he uh, he's the greatest player. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you know what I mean. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, thanks yeah. for thanks for coming on, Bob. And uh, you're back tomorrow, so we'll talk to you then.
0: Hey, great stuff. Take care. See you. Bye-bye.
1: That's the host of Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer. We'll take a timeout. This is
0: Oilers. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.
1: Back here on Oilers Now, should mention, hey, hockey fans, New West Travel and Transit Holidays have teamed up to bring you a great selection of special travel packages for destination weddings, honeymoons, sports packages, river cruises, golf getaways, and for the outstanding employees and salespeople in your company. New West Travel can design specific meeting and incentive reward packages to a variety of destinations around the world. They'll meet your budget, plus they all include parking at Edmonton International Airport Value Park. For more information... Call the friendly staff at New West Travel or go online to newwesttravel.com. We'll take a break for the news with Eileen Bell, Jerry Fleming, and Oil Kings Brett Pollock coming up here on Oilers Now.